This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, June 23rd. I'm Jack Munson, sitting in for Stan Friedman. And this is Franchise Today. So hopefully many of you know me from my social geek network of podcasts. And if not, I invite you to enjoy today's program, of course, but also get to know me over at Social Geek Radio. When Stan asked me to guest host today, of course, I said, sure, it would be an honor. But when he told me why, I said, it's not only going to be my honor, it's going to be fun. So before I tell you what we've got in store today, Stan would want me to thank on-campus brand CEO Jim Gregory for turning in a stellar performance here last week talking about non-traditional restaurant and retail franchise development, more specifically as it relates to students and on-campus experiences. If you missed it, grab that episode wherever you go to listen to podcasts. As Stan would say, there's lots of take-home value in this. So as I said at the top, Stan not only asked me to fill in for him today, but he asked me because today he is flipping seats and will actually be my guest. That's right. Stan is going to do what his guests do each week. That is rewind the tape on his own franchise career. And then in the second half of our conversation, roll out some breaking news about his new partnership with Dave Pazgan of 101 Mobility and more recently Kiddo Kinetics fame and Graham Chapman, who many of you in the audience know from 919 Market. All three will continue their current respective roles at Kiddo Kinetics 919 and FRM Solutions, but this new concept is something that has them all really excited. When I return in two minutes or less, Stan Friedman will be my guest to talk about all of this and more. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. Hey, franchisors of restaurants, bars, grills, and taverns, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. Atmosphere TV wants to help you cut costs on overpriced cable TV for your business and either replace it completely or partially if sports programming is essential at your locations. What Atmosphere TV provides are 100% free programming options with nearly 50 channels of highly engaging and entertaining programming that is audio optional and guaranteed to please your customers and even increase their average ticket per visit. So here's how it works. Atmosphere hooks you up with an Apple TV HD receiver loaded with nearly 50 channels of fully licensed, no cost to you, fun and lifestyle programming. These channels include Chive and Red Bull TV, bloopers, superhuman feats, and an array of viewing options that don't require sound to be enjoyed. And this offer is not just limited to restaurants or bars. No, any business with a TV screen in its waiting room can benefit from Atmosphere's free programming offer as well. So what are you waiting for? Cut the cord on overpriced cable and get Atmosphere TV with its 100% free, engaging, and entertaining programming options. Keep your guests happy while they wait to see you. Instead of watching the clock and their wait times. Chiropractors, doctors, dentists, auto repair shops, anyone with TVs in your waiting rooms, jump onto this amazing offer today. And if you text the word FRANCHISE to 474747, Atmosphere will waive the $100 setup fee for the Apple TV HD receiver that they'll ship to you as well at no cost. Atmosphere TV, changing the way businesses view television. Find them online at atmosphere.tv and remember, text 
text FRANCHISE to 474747 for the no-charge Apple receiver. Cut the cord and get rid of cable today with Atmosphere TV. Stan Friedman is passionate about franchising. Past leadership positions include C-level roles at Blimpy International, Wing Zone, Maggie Moose, and Tudor Doctor. Years of franchise development and relationship experience have uniquely prepared Stan for his present role as partner of FRM Solutions. Always an outside-the-box thinker, Stan has been a longtime proponent of diversity in franchising. That work began at Blimpy when he created the Urban Expansion Initiative, heralded by the media and leaders of the public and private sectors, and culminated in a White House visit where he and Blimpy founder Tony Conza personally participated in the President's Conference for Community Empowerment. Later that year, Stan's program was celebrated as Blimpy International's Innovation of the Year. In further recognition of his work in diversity, Stan proudly accepted the IFA's Ronald E. Harrison Diversity Award in 2011, an honor only bestowed six times previously in IFA history. More recently, Stan's work in diversity focused on pro athletes and their transitions from playbooks to ops manuals. As co-founder of PAFI, the Pro Athlete Franchise Initiative, a program created by Stan and seven-year NFL veteran Michael Stone. Stan currently serves on the IFA Educational Foundation Board of Trustees and Leadership Council. He's a past member of the Supplier Forum and a founding member of IFA's Diversity Institute. Stan Friedman, welcome to Franchise Today. That, that sounds seems, a little weird, doesn't it? That seems just a, a little bit out of place, Jack. <laughs> I'm used to saying, hello, geeks. But this isn't that show. This is your show, Stan. So thank you for having me guest host today, I guess. I guess I'm the guest host. And today's guest is Stan Friedman. So we are going to turn the tables on Stan, flip the script a bit, and find out all types of things that even after, how long have you been doing this? A, a, a decade, right? Even after a decade, maybe some people don't know a few things about Stan Friedman. So it's good to uh, chat with you again, my friend. I think I've cracked about it a few times being the guy who told Ben Franklin to go fly a kite. So I, I've been around a while, Jack, <laughs> at least a minute, maybe two. I know you like to ask this question every week, so I want to ask it of you. Just how in the heck did franchising find you? How did you get into this, man? I kind of backed into it, and it kind of did find me. I had spent uh, several years in and around radio, playing around in radio, and doing about anything you could do but own a station. I did a lot of different things in production, promotion, sales, management. And back in 1986, I met my wife, and she was not overly fond of the lifestyle that came along with radio. <laughs> So wait, she didn't like long hours, working holidays and, you know, hanging out backstage at Aerosmith concerts. I, I'm, I'm guessing some of those things were involved. Yeah. Part three was probably the big <laughs> one. And some of the habits and some of the people <laughs> and some of the lack of responsibility, you know, in radio, anybody who's been in or around the business knows you live your life in 13 week cycles and every 13 weeks, another ratings book pops and dictates the changes that it will or will not impact your life. Yeah. So you don't really get to think ahead very far in that world. 13 weeks, that's your line of sight. That didn't sit well with my wife. So radio was going to go. 
and where it was going to go or how it was going to go was an unknown. But I did quite well in my last years in radio and radio sales, advertising sales, utilizing some tools that were provided by the Radio Advertising Bureau that enabled me to deal very, very effectively with the egos of car dealers in convincing them to entrust me with their advertising and having them spend money with me in ways that I didn't need a ratings book to justify. I was able to convince them of a plan that would take the same amount of money that they were using to spend on a single station and provide a campaign. And it would still include their newspaper and put their ads on six or eight stations. And I had a creative mechanism for doing that, which helped me make some good money. And it helped me learn how to manage those with high egos. And all of that translated very well when I was given an opportunity to learn about franchise sales in the residential real estate world. And literally second to car dealers, where do you go to find the larger ego jack than a residential real estate broker? <laughs> so, right, right. Well, and the timing was interesting too, because getting out of radio around that time was a smart move, even if we didn't all know it, because the 90s came along and just pretty much trashed the radio industry. Yeah. And around that same time, franchising just went through explosive growth. So you were either really smart or really lucky or maybe a little bit of both. Now I'm going to go with the latter. You know, we started to see consolidation. We started to see that the family-owned businesses and radio were disappearing and it was becoming more and more corporate. And literally those 13-week cycles became more and more painful because stupid decisions were made by people that were just doing knee jerks. You know, you could be punk in one quarter and the next quarter your country and the next quarter your gospel and the next quarter your punk country gospel news talk. You know, it's just... <laughs> And I think I worked at that station. Yeah, that was. Uh... <laughs> you couldn't make a living in those years. I was already off air. I wasn't doing anything behind a microphone, but I was sitting with a client list of private banks and high-end auto dealers that I was trying to keep happy. And every quarter, format change. And with a format change comes a completely disrupted universe of people who said, whoa, I bought you as the Wall Street Journal with radio. This was a talk station. And now you're playing what? No, this is not my audience. <laughs> yeah, and, and the timing was right. Like I said, because the good jobs for talented people just dried up. I don't know what year exactly, sometime around 94, 95, everything dried up when a lot of government rules changed. So yeah, good time to move, good time to get into franchising. Tell me about some of your early franchise roles. What did you get into? And I know there's going to be some different types of sectors in here, but what did you start with? I started with real estate. And as I said, I was able to take the transferable skill of managing the ego of a car dealer very easily into the same kinds of waters except with real estate brokers. And my goal was to convince a residential real estate broker who thought he was the franchise because he's the largest independent broker in a given market to have a conversation with me about being recruited to my franchise brand, which then was ERA Franchise Systems. Mm. And literally, it was a dance. Remax was just coming onto the scene. And so 100% commission offices like Remax were changing the way real estate currency was spent. So it used to be traditional real estate transaction was a 7% of house sold for 100000 or 500000 7% commission. Half of that commission was going to the listing side, half to the selling side. 
and then the agent would get their percentage and the broker on both sides would get theirs. And that's the way the pie would get sliced. Remax comes along and all of a sudden real estate brokers that are affiliated with Remax were more like landlords than they were brokers or recruiters. They were charging flat fees for a desk. And so the top 10% of any marketplace's population of residential real estate agents, the cream of the crop, all went to Remax because for them, that was a discount. They were going to pay less. They were going to pay a flat fee for their desk. So now the top 10 or 15% of the available agents in a given market are skimmed right off the top. Now you go to your guy who thinks he's numero uno and say, okay, well, you're not number one anymore. Remax is taking care of that. Now, are you going to buy this franchise and become number two? Or are you going to pass on this and your next competitor is going to get it? And now you're not only competing with Remax, but you're competing with Remax and me. Now, which is better for you? Mm-hmm. That's kind of, that was my sale. I loved it. And literally <laughs> you would start with the largest real estate brokers, independent brokers in the market and just work your way down until you got to the threshold where it made sense to somebody who said, I'm doing this and do what they did. So you were in real estate at a pretty good time as well. Yeah. Okay. I, I spent a lot of years in residential real estate and moved around within that business and had various roles that I got to play. This all started in Miami, Fort Lauderdale. I got moved to Atlanta in 1989, have been here ever since. The first role that I got to play outside of real estate was with Blimpy Subs and Salads and was hired there as the National Franchise Development Director and worked through several different roles at Blimpy over about three and a half or so years, I guess. And from there, I stayed in the conventional side of franchising and went to work for WSI Internet for Hmm. a number of years. They were growing, right? This is the turn of the century. We're in 1999. Anything with a dot-com was just crazy. Didn't even have to look at it. It was a dot-com, I want in. And so Dan Monahan was the guy who had the vision, the brilliant vision to franchise the internet, to create internet services that could be templated and, and then offer those services to people who wanted to have an IBM type website, but didn't have an IBM type budget. So in Denver, in Chicago, in LA, in Atlanta, a large accounting firm is going to have very similar needs. Same thing with law firms, same things with other kinds of practices or business. Businesses, and that was the vision. So WSI's idea was just get a group of franchisees together that are out there marketing feet on the street, offering the services and have production centers that would do all that work. Hot. It was so hot. You couldn't keep up with it. And think about it in 2000 before the dot-com bubble burst. Just think about what it meant to have a dot-com business and people were lining up to buy these franchises. I mean, Oh, was- yeah. And because nobody knew how to do it, they just knew that, oh, I guess we better get on this uh, this new internet thing. Right. So interesting with your moves from radio and into real estate and then into that world, timing is everything, right? Usually. And again, sometimes it's luck and sometimes you're smart. Just never know how much of which, but yeah, yeah. I'd rather it, be lucky anytime, I think. Uh, luck will take you further, I have a feeling. In the interest of time, I want to jump ahead a few years and talk briefly about getting into the supplier space. So, how did you go from franchise or to partner and supplier. That's that's an interesting jump. It is. Well, chicken wings came first, so we have okay. to push through that. <laughs> and some great years with Wing Zone, and I had the best times of my life growing that brand and being a part of that. And Wings, as you know, are still a big part of my life today. I had a great time doing those things. I became a co-founder of a franchise business, and this is where timing isn't such a good deal. So I had a longtime friend and literally begged him for years to franchise his business, and he just never wanted to get around to that. He was just having too much fun making money without the requirements of being involved in a franchise or 
environment. I finally convinced him to do it at a point in time where he became a grandfather and legacy started to creep into his lexicon and he thought maybe this is the right time. So we created something called RetroTax, which was a tax credit administration business where people who hired and created jobs in certain geographic locales or created opportunities for certain demographic profiles would benefit from tax credits that the government would give them for creating those jobs. Well, it was a no-brainer. It was a lot of money being made, billions of dollars being deferred by government for the administration of these kinds of credits to pay them out. Well, all well and good, Jack, until you realize that this was in 2007 going into 2008. Uh. And these being wage-based tax credits, America wasn't creating jobs in 08, as I recall. I think we yeah. were creating jobs. <laughs> I think we were losing them, yes. <laughs> so there's the make good for the timing and whether it was yeah. smarter or lucky, not either in the case of retro tax. And that's where I found myself just almost with whiplash. I couldn't come out of that thing after having been a founder and creating brand and going back to work for somebody just seemed hard for me to swallow. So I didn't want to become a VP of development again, and I didn't know what to do. And a couple of my good friends and our good friends in the franchise world connected me with an opportunity at Franconnect at that time. And Amit Pamecha was looking for somebody to assume a role that could be a face of the company, if you will. And Amit created that opportunity for me. And I got to spend a couple of years at Franconet, and that's where I became a supplier. Later, my partners in FRM here in Atlanta were doing what they were doing, and I cleared my hurdles with time spent on the bench for clearing non-competes and the like. Mm -hmm. And I got invited to participate in FRM back in 2013 and have been playing that game and singing that song ever since. It seemed like such a great fit. How long have you been with FRM, did you say? 2013. Okay, wow. That's been getting close to a decade there as well. And and I'm sure that space has changed just dramatically uh, in, in the past uh, eight or so years. It has. It's been a great change. And a lot of the growth has taken us from the early stage franchise wars into more of the enterprise level work that we're doing today. And it's been rewarding and it's been gratifying. And it's just been part of a great journey, Jack, that you just stick around long enough and keep playing the game. And every now and then the ball gets thrown your way. And at other times, <laughs> you let others run the play and you find right. other things to do and keep you busy. Right. Well, Stan, let's take a break here. And when we come back, I want to find out your reemergence into audio and broadcasting and conversations via the podcast and then find out about what you're up to next. So we will be right back on Franchise Today. This is your guest host, Jack Munson. And my guest today is none other than Stan Friedman. We'll be right back. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. We are all familiar with Vistage, YPO, and EO. Well, now comes Zorforum, a somewhat similar type of executive group, but this one comes with a twist. Zorforum groups are exclusively for franchisors. Imagine a peer group for sharing and networking on a platform built exclusively for franchise executives. Zorforum members are afforded unparalleled access to best practices and some of the brightest minds within the franchising world through regular meetings and a dedicated communications platform. In this post-COVID world, a franchise-specific mastermind or peer group is an endeavor worth making time for. 
Zorforum groups of 6 to 10 will bring leaders together that are in similar situations but with exclusivity in terms of their competitive sets so that each can openly help others benefit from their respective knowledge, perspective, and experience with no fear of competitive loss. Network, learn, strategize, and remain motivated along your journey. Join a peer group, not just any peer group. Join the only one designed for emerging franchisors. Join Zor Forum. Learn more at zorforum.org. That's www.zorforum.org. All right, folks, we are back. Jack Munson here on Franchise Today, filling in for Stan Friedman, who I have the pleasure of interviewing today. So Stan, before we left, I wanted to get into the podcast itself. Franchise Today has been around about as long as any podcast that I'm familiar with. Back in the days when podcasts weren't being done by everybody and their brother. Tell me about your involvement with Franchise Today and and kind of where you're going with it these days. Well, Franchise Today is actually something that was begun by Paul Segreto, and Paul started Franchise Today about 12 or 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. So he was he was a way, way early adapter. Oh, talk about pioneer in franchise. I wasn't even doing a podcast it, right. when he started this thing. Yeah. So he was, he was way out there. I think he and Deb Evans and Joe Caruso and some others that along the way had partnered up with Paul. I started doing what I called Sensible Franchising, which was a podcast that I began in 2013 Mm. at about the same time as I was beginning with my work at FRM. And it, to me, seemed like a great opportunity to bring guests on that were accomplished, those who have already achieved milestones in their franchise businesses, and present those guests to an audience of emerging franchisors or other franchise executives, those who were looking to find breadcrumbs and nuggets and wanted to tune in every week and hear from somebody who could help them along the way with their own personal journeys with the stories they would be telling. And so that's kind of the way that began, Sensible Franchising. Paul and I met up, and we had this moment where we were both saying how much work it was to do the podcast each week, he doing his, me doing mine. And literally we decided, wouldn't it make sense to maybe partner up and put one product out there that each of us worked half as hard on instead of each of us working hard on two different products. And I agreed that that did make sense. And I said, as long as we could format it to what I was very passionate about with sensible franchising, I didn't want to just do an evergreen program. I wanted Mm -hmm. to do something that was going to deliver week after week that you spent your time coming here and knowing that you're taking home, take home value. And so we continued that for a few years until Paul's direction shifted gears some, and he was no longer as focused on the emerging franchisor as he was on other avenues within the franchise business. And so he asked if I wanted to continue it. He'd leave me with the name and leave me with all of the intellectual property and continue on and carry the legacy on. And I've been doing that now for probably three or so years and loving it and having a great time doing it. And it's been great for me. And it's been good for FRM who continues to present it. A couple of other sponsors like Zoracle and of late one called Zorforum, which I'm thinking you're going to start asking me some more questions about in a minute or two if I'm right or not. I don't know yeah. for sure, but I think if you're a pretty smart guest host, yeah. I have it in my notes in front of me here. But, you know, I do want to mention one thing I like about our camaraderie, Stan, and, and several of our other friends who are doing podcasts now. Some have been doing them for a while. Some are just started. I think there's this misconception out there that all of these podcasts are all competing with each other. 
and oh, you can't be on that one's podcast because I, I you're already on this one's podcast or something like that. And I just want to debunk that right now. I think every time I see somebody doing a podcast or any kind of value add in some new content in the franchise space, I just love it. I think the rising tide is lifting all of these ships. And I think the more conversations out there, the better. I enjoy listening to you and several others all the time because I can't talk to all of these people myself. There's not enough hours in the week. So the fact that you're talking to people, sharing their stories, and a few other folks are doing the same now too, it's terrific. I am just so thrilled with how the franchise community, and I want to talk about the community next, the franchise community has just taken to podcast and it, it's really terrific. You know, knowledge is power and everybody has has their own spin on the presentations of quality product that they put out there, as I do with Franchise Today, as I've shared already, who it is I target and why. Others do other things, as you do, Jack. And literally, there's enough of a worldwide web out there to do a Google search on that kind of tells Google what it is you're looking for, and it will draw to you the things that are relevant. And there you go. And from each one that you find, you probably connect with five more. Yeah. So it's like anything else. You find a restaurant you like, you keep going. You don't like it, you find another one. <laughs> Yeah, you find somebody who has, you know, a different style of pizza that you'd prefer, uh, you try that sometime too. So there you, go. It, you mentioned knowledge is power. And I think that's, that's an underlying theme in franchising. There's a certain majority of people in this space who are just soaking up knowledge at every turn, whether that's at IFA events or other franchise events that are coming back on the calendar these days. And I think that feels like sort of the basis of your latest project. And I want to ask you about Zor Forum. It feels like a tremendous knowledge share. Do I have that right? Oh, yeah. This is something that I can't believe wasn't conceived of sooner when you've got parts of our supplier forum and IFA with 1520 deep with people in competitive space, <laughs> that something like this yeah. hasn't been thought of or done. So Zor Forum is quite simply the creation of mastermind groups, peer groups, kind of like Vistage or YPO or EO, those kinds of groups. But the catch is the only people who can become a member of one of these groups is an emerging franchisor. So think about some the loneliest people in the world, Jack, and you're thinking about emerging franchisors, people who are getting in, haven't been to an IFA, or maybe they have, and they were overwhelmed by it when they got there. But these are people who typically don't really have a network around them early stage. And literally what Zor Forum will do is connect them and create a community of eight or 10 emerging franchisors who become part of a group. That group will be professionally facilitated by a chapter chairperson who will be a franchisee of Zor Forum. And that person can have other business interests, probably consulting, or could be attorneys, could be accountants, could be anybody in the professional franchising space that wants to add another feather to the quiver and have another service opportunity to provide for a group of eight or 10 emerging franchisors who now have a community of eight to 10 of themselves, plus a professional facilitator, take that and multiply that by any number of groups or communities around the country that then become part of an ecosystem of knowledge and power and intellectual property on a back-end software platform that houses all of the good works that are going to come out of all these groups. So that's kind of what we're building and we're excited to be doing it. It wasn't intended to be a franchise at first. I have two partners in this, one of whom is the founder of this concept, a guy named Dave Pazgan, who some might know as the franchise 
orb until a year or so ago of 101 Mobility. And Dave took his exit from 101 Mobility and had been part of a group that he and seven other franchisors for eight years have been participating. And these guys found themselves seeing each other each and every year, six, eight, ten times a year. They'd all show up at the same broker events. They'd all show up at the same IFA or MFV events. And they were all in similar stages of growth and development in their businesses. And they kind of gravitated toward each other and started sharing best practices with one another. And that led to maybe flying in a half day early for some of these events and having a meal and actually having a meeting together. And ultimately, they formalized their group and they became just like a Zor Forum group will become going forward. They became that for themselves. And seven or eight years later, some of them have taken spectacular exits from franchising, but the group's still together, which is mm. an amazing testament to the power of that networking and trusting and sharing and caring kind of environment that is so, oh so natural to those of us in franchising. Did the lockdown over the past year and a half accelerate this concept? Because uh, I'm, I'm guessing there's a lot of founders of emerging brands out there who don't have a lot of people to brainstorm with to begin with. And then when the lockdown occurs, now you have even fewer people you can get together with. Did, did that play a role in this? It didn't play a role in this yet because this wasn't born yet. This has only been an idea in our heads. So I should step back one more time and tell you that there are three of us that are partnering in this. Dave Pazgan invited myself and Graham Chapman of 919 Marketing fame to join him as the franchisors of Zor Forum. And so we started talking about this in late August and we started putting it together in earnest in the fall. And it was sometime early this year that we realized that we were going to find ourselves creating something that we were going to call a joint venture and have these facilitators as our joint venture partners. But my good friend, Mike Drum, gave me a wake up call when he shared with me that you can call it anything you want, Stan, but if this is going to operate under a trademark and under an operating system, and there's going to be shared revenue between you and your joint venture partners, well, you call them that if you choose to. The federal government's going to call that a franchise. So, <laughs> how's it going to look when you've gone to market with something that's a franchise and you don't have an FPD? Kudos to Drum for pointing that out. You, and, you, and you mentioned local. You you talked about chapters in your franchise. Well, so here, the, are you organizing by, by region or, or not so much? Not so much. And that's the beauty of this is that, you know, we've all become acclimated to Zoom. I know that a lot of Zoom will kind of dissipate and fade as we start getting back out and about again. But eight or 10 people anywhere in the country can benefit from their three-hour meetings together once a month. And the facilitators can draw from their contacts from people anywhere in the U.S. to become a member of their groups. So there will be no geographic constraints of any kind. It'll be a Zoom call, a three-hour call, very structured call. So many minutes will be on introductions and so many minutes will be on a guest speaker and so many minutes will be on perhaps a case study and a project that the group's going to work on together. And the facilitator parses out different parts of the project's assignment to each of the members of the group. And they start by working through it in that first meeting. And they all go back to their businesses and come back a month later, filling in the blanks on the work that they've done for their portion of the project. And we get back together and we dig more deeply into it and, and start literally helping each of these emerging franchisors become stronger and better suited to recruit properly and to bring people the, the right ilk into their franchise systems to be 
stronger in supporting their own franchises because of the power and strength that they've taken from each other in their Zorforum groups. And literally, I think we're going to find ourselves paying it forward and building and strengthening that crop every year, that new class of three to 400 new emerging Zors that we see. Some percentage of them are going to get a better start because they're going to be part of a group like this. Yeah, definitely uh, getting a leg up as they get going. I wanted to make sure that we could share, people could learn more about Zorforum if they want to get involved as an emerging franchisor, if they want to participate, or perhaps there's some people out there looking for some opportunities, and maybe this would be a, a good opportunity for them too. Where is the best place for people to learn more and, and maybe uh, have a conversation with you about this? I'm easily found with all of my contact information lives inside of my LinkedIn profile, so you can find me by phone, by email, by website there, or you can come to the Zorforum site, which is Zorforum, Z-O-R-F-O-R-U-M dot O-R-G. Excellent. And Stan, thank you for allowing me to sit in your seat for the afternoon and give you the grilling. And I hope to see you again real soon at, at an in-person event sometime. I'm looking forward to the same, Jack. I want to thank you for doing this with me today. And here I am at a time where I thought this was too late to start again, but here I'm going to become a franchisor <laughs> again, and I'm getting giddy about it. Yeah, I, yeah. I could hear it in your voice. It, it's something very new. I think the time is right. So good luck with the new project. Again, it's zorforum.org if anybody has any further questions or wants to find some information. Stan, we will see you very soon, my friend. Looking forward to it, Jack. Thanks so much. And I'm looking forward to taking the seat as your guest on one of your infamous podcasts, which are doing many, many, many more of than I am these days. And you're doing a fabulous job at your own. And thank you for coming and doing the same here. Well, thank you. Yeah, I can use all the help I can get, man. So we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks. Well, that's all we have time for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did bringing it to you. Next week, Stan will be joined by Pizza Factory's CEO, Mary Jane Riva. I invite you, too, to come visit me at socialgeekradio.com. Until then, I'm Jack Munson, wishing you the best, very best of all things franchising. Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes.